The BHP Podcast is proudly presented by Dead Down Wind, Stealth Camp, Tinks, Skull Hooker, Grind Life Coffee, Burris Optics. We also want to tell you guys to check out the new Fred Bear Field Notes Podcast, available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Learn about Fred Bear and his heritage. It's something you're not going to want to miss, and it's one of those things that really bring bow hunters together. All right, welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. I'm going to break this out early. Uh, it's myself, Dave Thomas, along with Jamie Noboom, uh, Tim Mazzarana. Hey, hey, hey. And <laughs> what's this, Fat Albert? <laughs> what the heck? And, and then uh, Kevin's here somewhere. He, he'll be in and He's out. He's letting the dogs out. Dogs hey, but more importantly, it's who we have on the phone. Yes, Mr. Craig Temple. How are you, man? Hey, guys. I'm good. You? Good, good. good. We're good. super excited to talk to you about a lot of your outdoor experience, but also your photography is one of the things we love to do in the industry that we've had a great uh, run with is photography, and, and your pictures are so amazing. So we definitely want to talk to you about that tonight a little bit, as, long as, your, as well cool. as your hunting career and everything you've done in hunting. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, you know, why don't you tell everybody about yourself a little bit? Uh, basically born, raised here, uh, Edmonton, Alberta and, uh, passionate about bow hunting, obviously, as you guys know, um, I rifle hunt as well, but passionate about bow hunting and just got into the photography game. Uh, I think in 2013, 2013 summer kind of thing is when that started out and, and a wife and three kids and live on an acreage and work uh 45 50 hours a week and life's fun life's busy so yeah. you you say 2013 like it was yesterday but that was like <laughs> that was like six years right? ago yeah we're all six, think of six years ago so that's a lot i mean that, yeah. that is actually that's i mean nice that's a pretty shit. good time in photography <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's uh it feels like it was yesterday but like you said when, when people are like yeah i was born in 1957 i'm like holy crap that's old <laughs> but yeah 2013 still sounds new Wait, you said fifty something? <laughs> we're not gonna go there. I'm only, I'm only I'm only thirty-four, so we're not gonna go way back. Oh, that no, far. we're not going anywhere near that. Then <laughs> we're not bringing that up at all. Oh man! So so tell us, like, so you started in, in in thirteen in photography. What got you interested in photography? Uh, basically, I I drew a bighorn sheep tag um, here in Alberta. Uh, in the fall of 2013 and uh, I'd waited 10 years for the tag and I thought geez I better uh, better buy a nice camera so I can take good pictures of of the hunt and uh, took a bunch of pictures during that hunt and other hunts that fall and uh, thought uh, thought it was pretty fun and figured I'd want to get into it a little bit more so bought some more lenses and uh, just kept shooting away if you shoot a million pictures you eventually get a good one let's talk about rigs what are, what are you working with canon nikon sony yeah so i'm a canon guy um i started out with a i think it was like the canon rebel t3i oh, package from costco yeah. and uh that was great and then somebody uh one of my friends pierre got me uh talked me into a 50 millimeter f1.8 and he says uh get that and play around with it learn the camera so I did that a bunch and then uh, bought some other lenses, not so great lenses, which just collect dust now. And then uh, <laughs> and then a couple of years ago, I think two two years ago, I decided to upgrade and go full frame. So I right now I run the Canon 5D. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's the Mark II. Um, so nothing crazy fancy, but uh, still full frame camera and uh, takes great pictures. 
And then a couple lenses, uh, my go-to, I would say, is a 24 to 70 um, f2.8. And then I got a 70 to 200 f2.8. And then I just bought a 100 millimeter f2.8 macro lens. And then obviously that 50 millimeter f1.8. And then I've got a Rokinon uh, full manual, the 14 millimeter f2.8. So the super wide stuff for that. Sounds pretty familiar. I have all these lenses. Yeah, yeah hey? <laughs> the, I the have every single one staples. of them. That's so <laughs> I, I just want to. I just want to get this out of the way. So I, I love talking to photographers in a way, but I hate. I hate talking to photographers with Dave on the phone because right, fine, as, I won't talk. As soon as no, you mention some, like twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, as soon as you mention something we don't have. I swear to God, like three days later, it, it's showing up at our front door, and I'm like, "Where did this come from?" He's like, "Oh, well, we got to try it," you know. I'm like, "So, thank you, thank you for saying just everything." Take the pen away from him. No, well, yeah, that's that's. We can't <laughs> drop down any notes. There, there, there's no telling Dave what to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> you leave him alone for thirty seconds. It's like it's like my it's like my ten and my eight year old, right? Like, <laughs> okay, I leave okay. him alone. I leave him alone for thirty seconds, here. and all of a sudden, like it's quiet. <laughs> like you just know something wrong so yeah. he's figured out which lens to buy <laughs> i love it so but the, the scenery that you live in wow that i mean regardless of the camera i mean alberta's got to have some and i'm looking at some of your pictures right now absolutely amazing scenery yeah we've i mean we've got a big variation of stuff i live where i live it's like a, a mixture of pasture land crops and forest and then uh, you go further south, and it's full-on prairies, dropping down into some Seep River Valley coolies. And then west, we've got the mountains all over the place, uh, the Rockies on the whole west side of the province. And you go further north, and it's just thick, thick, thick bush. So there's all kinds of all kinds of different stuff, basically, depending where you want to go. All within, I don't know, I pretty much hunt everything within three to four hours of home. What's your what What is your favorite area to kind of go to? I don't know. It's it's that's tough. I love the mountains. It's a boatload of work, um, and then carrying camera gear sucks in the mountains. So it's always like 30, 35 pounds of camera gear that I take with me. So throwing that in a full pack already is not uh, <laughs> not ideal. But it's uh, you get home from the trip and you start looking through pictures. Like, oh, okay, it was worth it. But uh, I I love the mountains. Um, love the mountains. I mean, I everybody asks what's your favorite animal to hunt? What's your favorite area? And it's always a toss up. Cause like, geez, I, I love screaming elk, but I love grunting moose, but I love big horns, but I love spot and stock muleys. Right. So we've, we've you just got named all every that single animal that we can't hunt in Michigan. So <laughs> pretty much. Right? Pretty much. Man, pretty much. I just want to, I want to quickly give a shout out to Sika for this image that you took. That is, it's incredible. It's a pitch. It's a picture of uh, you with your Hoyt bow, and it's like on the, on your side, um, and the bow is just uh, I don't know horizontal, whatever. But whatever it is, it's blended. It's blending in so good. I can't even tell your leg <laughs> to your hip. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's an amazing photo. But I mean, in the same sense, it just that gear blends in so well in that region is unbelievable. It's just really unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I mean, on, honestly, that that's when, in 2013 is when I bought my first piece of Sitka gear, and yeah, well, I took it to the mountains. Some of the stuff, some of the landscape I hunt in the mountains is just like you can't, you can't. People walk past me, and I just sit still, and they don't even see me. Like wow. it's it's crazy. And then that new uh, the new subalpine pattern they came out with a couple of years ago is mind blowing in around the area. All the forested areas where I hunt, it's just it, it blends in so good. So no wonder animals die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no yeah, kidding. It looks incredible. It has nothing to do with you, I'm sure. 
So no. I'm gonna... right. <laughs> Again, like pictures. If you spend enough time in the bush, something dies. Yeah. So no, no pressure go. on this next question, but I have to ask it. Why yeah. Hoyt? Um, I actually used to work at an archery shop. Um, oh, gee, we're not going to name years here, but uh, somewhere around the 2000 to 2003 stage. Uh, I worked at archery shop and got an opportunity to shoot a whole bunch of different bows. And uh, I don't know. I, I love toys. They Hoyts, they felt like home, and uh, so I've been shooting them since, oh geez, I don't even know, 14, 14 15 years, somewhere's in around wow. there, and I've just, uh, I've just never, never really switched. I just, they feel like home. So why, uh, why try to fix something that it's not broke? What's yeah. been your favorite model? Yeah, which model you like the best so far? Uh, I thought I liked the RX one, but these RX threes are absolutely bananas. They just, I don't know, it's totally. So it balances so nice in the hand. And I mean, I haven't hunted with it yet. I did a little bit in November, the one, but, uh, but just shooting them out in the yard, they're just, they're super forgiving. They feel, feel good and, uh, pretty quiet and quick bows too. Yeah. 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 No, we love Hoyt. No, no, nothing against Hoyt by any means. Just curious, you know, cause obviously, you yeah. know, I mean, they're <laughs> the, the images you're giving them that look absolutely stunning. So, I mean, I, I it's a win win for them for sure. For some of these images yeah. you're producing. Uh, but so do uh, you do you take all your own images? Yeah. So pretty much everything. If if I didn't take the picture, I'll put on it photo credit. But um, probably I don't know. Ninety nine percent of the pictures are uh, are taken by me. So awesome. it's uh, again lots of patience, tripods, timers, lots of planning. Honestly, lots and, of planning. I mean, if you're yeah. especially with the ones that like you're in it and that kind of thing. I mean that that's not easy to sell photograph. Yeah. So yeah, it looks cool, yeah, man. You, I love you it. You spend lots of time, lots of time setting up. That's for sure. And lots of, <laughs> lots of, lots of deleted images. Lots. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, how much time do you spend in post for a lot of these? Pictures? In, oh, in, in Lightroom? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Not, not a ton. I mean, I'll shoot images from, say, if I go, I don't know, if I go hunting for a full day or like, say, for a weekend, if I go, come home from a weekend, I'll probably have five, 600 pictures to go through. And, and that takes me, I don't know, probably about two hours, and I've got all the good ones picked out and, and edited up and thrown onto a couple of different hard drives so that they don't all disappear on me, and that's pretty much pretty that's much awesome. her. Nice. Yeah, so man. Great to, job. To backtrack a little bit here, I want to hear about how you got into hunting. So was it, was it like dad took you out? Like was your family involved with it? What, what got you into, into hunting in the first place? It was, it was all my dad and my grandpa, so that would be my mom's dad and my dad. Um, so I was, uh, I think I watched my first animal, which was a moose, get shot with my dad. I was standing behind, beside him, and uh, we called this moose into a swamp, central Alberta, and he blasted the thing with a rifle and at like 30 yards, and I think I was eight or nine years old at the time, so mm-hmm. that obviously got, uh, got me hooked right there. Um, and then at 12, at the time, at 12 in Alberta, you could bow hunt. Uh, you couldn't rifle hunt until 14, so dad got into bow hunting so that he could hunt with me, and that was with my grandpa as well. So I hunted at 12, had a whole bunch of heartbreak and no close animals and all that fun stuff. And then uh, 13 years old, I shot my first animal, which was a white-tailed doe with a bow and arrow sitting on the ground in a cut block. So that uh, that kind of got things got things rocking and rolling. And, and, uh, my dad, basically my dad gave me a lot of opportunity, sacrificed awesome. a lot of his hunting so I could, uh, I could get out and pretty stoked about that. Awesome. So, so looking at like hunting over, over like a course of a year, there's a lot of different animals that you can hunt, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
are they all the same season? Like, how do you decide, or are they all different seasons? And if they are all the same season, or there's multiple within a season, like, how do you decide what you do and where you go? Yeah, that's that's every year. I'm like, oh, why can't there be more time in the season? So it's it's September. Uh, my wife loves it. September is a whirlwind. Um, October's not necessarily slow, and then November I'm in Tree Stand lot. So uh, basically, early September. Um, for 20 years, Stealth Cam has been at the forefront of trail camera development and innovation. From the industry's first 4K ultra-high-definition DS4K and the XV4's advanced high-resolution night imaging to the latest in wireless technologies, Stealth Cam continues to deliver the highest quality, most reliable trail cameras available. Your images begin at StealthCam.com. For those of you who listen to the podcast a lot, you know how much we love coffee. And we are so proud that Grind Life Coffee is a sponsor of the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. Grind Life is a premium coffee for those who grind every day. When you think of those magic moments of hunting, when you're out there watching a turkey strike or seeing a big buck rubbing antlers, it is one of those moments you want to remember and be awake for most importantly. Grind Life Coffee puts you in that position. Whether you're in the field or you're back at your lodge, talking with your friends and reliving the moment. Visit grindlifecoffee.com. If you want really early September, the best is for mule deer, a spot and stock mule deer. And then I come home and work a little bit. And then uh, elk is the middle September, September 15th to about the 25th is prime uh, dates for elk. And then the 20, the last four days, September 1st, four days of October, that's moose, that's the moose rut. And then, uh, and then October is... A little bit of moose and then try for bighorn sheep in October. And then uh, into November is whitetails for the month of November. So it's uh, it's it's pretty crazy. I, I try to focus honestly, my time, obviously, around the rut. but Yeah, no, like that, that it's got to be so hard. Like <laughs> here, what do we have? We have turkey. Yeah. And we have whitetail. <laughs> and, right. uh, yeah. and then I just fish. Then we have then we have late season whitetail. And, and then, then we have yeah. late, late season whitetail. Then, then fishing. And, uh, <laughs> then fishing and, and shed fishing hunting. And ice fishing. And, and shed hunting. So I can't imagine, like, because that, that's got to be really hard to kind of manage the expectations, right? And, and not only come off, you know, like, you could have a really good, you could have a really good hunt. Um, have some really good success and then go into something that like just brings you into complete low. Right. But how, how do yeah. you, how do you manage? Like I, I have to manage like where you're hunting. There's a ton of scouting that needs to happen. How do you manage all of that? Yeah. I stuff low close to home for whitetails. I run, I run trail cameras and moose. I run trail cameras year round. So okay. basically find out what's hanging out on the properties and then uh, whitetails, they usually stick around or they come back in um, in November so that's kind of, I run cameras all year round, check them every second week or third week or whatever, gotcha. find out where the biggest bucks are. And then that's where I focus my time in November. Same thing with moose, wherever they're, uh, usually wherever they're in the summer, um, they'll be, they'll be showing up, uh, again in, in the end of September. And, uh, and then for elk, I mean, there's elk is tough cause there's so much pressure in Alberta and a lot of the places, um, I've been trying to get into a little, little bit more prairie elk hunting. And uh, there's big bulls, but permission is tough, and there's guys everywhere, so they're not exactly easy easy to kill. They're they're bigger bulls, but they're not exactly easier to kill. Um, and then for mule deer, it's tough to tough to get permission, but you uh, 
do the legwork and knock on doors and be respectful. And lots of times if you uh, pitch it that, hey, I'm going to bow hunt only uh, foot access. And if I shoot something, I'll carry it out in a backpack. Um, farmers sometimes laugh at you and say, yeah, you, you knock your socks off, buddy. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun with that one. I won't be there. Yeah. To help good, you. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. I'll be watching <laughs> you from the tractor. <laughs> oh, love it. So, so does your, does your wife hunt with you at all? No, she doesn't. She's uh, she's super supportive. I mean, I I hunted when we were dating, so she knew it. she knew somewhat what she was getting into. Um, yep. But she doesn't hunt. Um, I've asked her if she wants to. She's like, uh, I wouldn't mind coming with you, but I don't really want to shoot anything. So uh, um, yeah, she's she's not really into hunting, but she's uh, she supports me still, and uh, she loves adventure. She loves the outdoors. Loves hiking. Um, yeah, she's. Uh, definitely so, definitely an awesome wife no but, that's uh, i mean not into the hunting to be much. honest that's a great that's a great wife life yeah, balance because oh yeah i'm telling you if it, here's how, here's how if it she would, wanted to hunt yeah. i'd be at home with the kids right 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 exactly. here's how it would go if, I, if my wife was a hunter she would just destroy me every year yeah. you know she mm-hmm. hunt three times then a 180 would walk by yeah she's just, yeah <laughs> yeah and in and, and the problem is like yeah like you said like once you have kids it's like okay yeah. now there's this battle right like Who's going to hunt? Yep. Who's not going to hunt? You know, where are you going to go? And I think we're all privileged to be kind of in your boat where our wives like to reap the benefits, right? We like, right. they Especially love the, they love the, the freezer full. Yeah. yeah and, and take the kids with yeah. us. <laughs> absolutely. We have a, we have a kids hunt camp every year, which is awesome. The wife, the wife's absolutely love that. Yeah. Um, but it, it just, it, it's such pump, a pump them full of sugar and let them play video games. Yeah, two in the morning. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> But at least you don't have a vegan wife, so that mm-hmm. that's a positive. Oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> never would no. have worked out with that. No. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love it. So Jamie's not talking to you; he's talking to yeah, he's talking to the dog. By the way, random crap off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So so tell me about like so how old are your kids again? Uh, I got a oh gee. Our daughter is just about nine, okay. and then a middle son who he just turned seven. He's actually born on my birthday, awesome. and then we got another daughter, and she is uh, four years old, four and a half right now. So, how, are you getting them involved, kind of, with the hunting aspect of things? You take them scouting. What do you What do you do with them? Yeah, I mean, I so if I shoot out in the yard, my boy, I need to get him a bow someday, but I just need him to. Yeah. he's at that stage where his brain isn't really connected to everything else that he does. So yeah, I'm so, scared to get yeah, you don't trust him with the weapon. Sure I got to get shot. Yeah, I got a 10. <laughs> listen, I got a 10 and an eight year old soon to be nine year old. And I won't trust them with anything yeah. but a butter knife. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Nerf bow works really good right now. The Nerf bow works good now. Maybe yeah, next year I'll exactly. get him a bow. Exactly. But, speaking, of uh, Nerf, speaking of Nerf bows, I'm going off the, the hint the rails here, but the dude perfect made, made a bow and it's a Nerf bow. Did they so, really? Yeah. So the neighbors had it. it's huge, and I mean it shoots like a real bow. What? And they make this little target that knocks the middle of the target out. So I saw that, and I'm like, I'm going home, and I'm buying one. Yeah. <laughs> They're a hundred and fifty dollars on Are eBay. You, you serious? Can't get them. Yeah. You could get one of those handheld little That's like pistol saying. crossbows for less than that nowadays. Like, which, by the way, they're all sold out. Not Nobody a weapon, one. and I wouldn't trust my kids with no. it. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not spending 150 bucks on a Nerf. Are you crazy? I don't know bow for my kids. Yeah. That's nuts. They're like hot how many, on the I, mean, can't, I can't even imagine how many uh, loons that is. Mm. You know? <laughs> loonies. Uh, loonies. That's like, yes. that's like yeah, 75 that? toonies or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I messed up the currency. I was trying there. So, so Same thing. 
so how so back to the photography thing like you you said yep. you're, you're, you're like you like to go all around and all that kind of stuff like do you do um different things with like the lighting or is it kind of all natural lighting how do you treat the scene when you're in it uh almost it, pretty much everything is uh is natural lighting so i don't use i mean if it's nighttime um i'll use a flash yeah. or uh, light things up with a headlamp a little bit or just use a longer exposure but uh pretty much everything is just natural lighting and shoot it as it is and yeah hopefully things don't move too much if it's low light otherwise it's blurry yeah <laughs> i see a bu- i see a picture of a buffalo on your page are the buffalo native oh, to yeah. alberta yeah, so we've got way up in northern Alberta. There's some wild buffalo. There's really? basically where That's I cool. live. That one, that one is in a. We've got this park. I forget. I think. Oh, gee, I'm gonna screw you guys up here. I think it's like 92 square kilometers, which is mm, about probably about 50 I'm not square miles. <laughs> I think it's about 50. I'm I'm remembering my speedometer in my vehicle, and uh, I, I think it's it. about 50. I think it's about 50 square kilometers. Right. Uh, uh, miles. Sorry, 50 miles square and it's full of it's called elk island national park um so it's a national park with like eight foot fences all the way around it it's a huge huge park um but there's elk moose and they have bison in there as well buffalo bison same crap different pile and they uh basically yeah they hang out in there they're scared of people but at the same time they'll they will stand there if you're going to be stupid enough to walk up close to them so that one was uh that one was in there and i figured he's holding still i better take a picture no that's pretty awesome and i I gotta tell you like the not non-hunting wise but the the most photographic area that i've ever been to and we're from michigan so it's like it's flat land it's white-tailed deer it's turkey like we don't have a ton of wildlife around here but um, I've been to Yellowstone a couple times and oh yeah. my God, like the wildlife that you see over there is just absolutely amazing. Just so to see that kind of not, not in your own backyard, but close enough. Um, yeah. that's gotta be quite an experience. He actually that. almost got ate yeah. by a grizzly bear. So. I, I, um, <laughs> I, 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 I pro- yeah, I'm not, yeah, I, that was not a good story. <laughs> 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 but it was beautiful. It was great. No, so so ba- actually, majestic back, creature. Back in the day, Dave, Dave, and I, we um, we right after we graduated, we went to uh, Yellowstone. It was myself, my brother, and Dave. And uh, on our way to Yellowstone, um, traveling to I think it was uh, Coyote, Wyoming, or yeah, Coyote, Wyoming, right outside of Yellowstone. We're walking up to the, into this hotel. And I end up spraining not one but both of my ankles. So I convenient. I, I completely twisted both of them. So that's right before we get into Yellowstone. We're supposed to be there for two weeks. Amazing trip. Going to be backpacking. All this stuff. And so I'm I'm sitting there in air casts and basically crutches the whole time. <laughs> and uh, we roll up on this spot where there's these grizzly bears or there's these wolves. I'm sorry, out in the distance, and we're watching these wolves and these wolf pups and scopes and all that kind of stuff. And we're on kind of a main road and somebody drives by and says, Hey, there, you know, just, you know, there's like a grizzly bear and a cub down the road. Um, so we go down there and we start looking for it and I'm, I'm on crutches and all that stuff. So we pull in this kind of parking lotish area, but there's nobody around this time of year. <clears throat> and, um, Dave and my brother end up going out to try and spot it. So long story short, there there's a, a mom and the grizzly, and they saw him at first. They lost sight of him, came over this hill, and this grizzly ends up being about 30 yards away from them. Stands up on his hind, le- hind legs, and they just like, what the heck, man? So they start kind of backing out, and as soon as it got out of view, they, they run off. 
And this is about 40, this, so this story, I'm taking about two minutes to say it, but it was about 45 minutes long. So I'm sitting there in the car, right? Don't know where anybody's at. It's two sprained ankles. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get out and I'm going to walk this trail. It's just this hiking trail, you know? And I, I get about, I don't know, maybe about 300 yards. And all of a sudden, I just see my brother and my and Dave running back towards me as fast <laughs> as they can, just pointing in the other direction, just saying, go, go, go. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I, so I turn around, I'm on crutches, you know, and they just book past me back to the car and they're just sitting there out of breath. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So they tell me that story and I'm just like, yeah, it's a good thing I probably didn't go out there because that's the one thing that like they'll say and that I've learned is that you don't have to be the fastest one. You just have to outrun the <laughs> slowest <the> faster. one. <laughs> so it was absolutely awesome. So have you had any, have you had any kind of close encounters with the wildlife like that? Or like what, what's kind of the, what's kind of like the weird moments that you've been in? Uh, gee, I, I shot a, I shot a really pissed off bull moose at about three, three steps what? with my bow. That was pretty exciting. I had another, <laughs> I shot a moose in the liver once and walked up on him a little too quick and he charged me and smacked a tree between us. You are kidding um, me. Yeah. That was like, I don't know. I was, my hand was on the one side of the tree and he smashed the other side of the tree. Holy so Holy cow. Yeah, that wasn't cool. That was, I think I was like 17 or something for that one. Um, <laughs> and then been uh, probably, what would that be? Six, maybe six feet from a mountain lion that was crouched underneath the spruce tree. That was a fun one. Um, and then bears, bears, I've been probably within, I don't know, six feet of some black bears. <laughs> um, they're usually... That's not too. I was guiding. They're not too ter- too terribly bad. They just get hungry, so they're yep. coming into the bait while you're filling it up, and then uh, you just have to run at them and huff at them, and they run up a tree and pee all over themselves. Yeah, that is not something that we are used to around here. In fact, the guys yeah. went back on a on a you know bear hunting up in Canada. Um, I don't know a couple of years ago, and I, I I the stories that they still tell, like they're just freaked out about bears for some reason. So I there's yeah. bears in Michigan. They're not, they're not, yeah. um, they're not very predominant. You rarely see them type of deal, but like even, even where we're at, we're, we'll keep uh bear spray around and that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, we don't have those kind of like that kind of wildlife where we're going to really run into an issue that often. So it's a different kind of hunt I bet up there. Yeah. So how is, yeah. how does the weather, so how is the weather in Alberta? You, I have to imagine your winters are long. Summers are a little bit shorter than what we have here in Michigan. So how do you like hunting wise, like, has that ever really caused an issue at all? Uh, it's, I don't know, weather obviously is pretty, pretty, quite varying. Um, yeah. We just got our snow melted, so our snow is gone now. Um, well, there's still a couple of places that there's a little bit of snow in the bush and, and some north-facing slopes, but most of the snow is gone. But like in, in the fall, you can have early September, oh, geez, 30 degrees Celsius. So that's like, I don't know, something in the 90s for you mm-hmm. guys Fahrenheit. No, I get it, yep. And then uh, that'll be early September. We can get days in that. And then November... Uh, we can get down to minus 30 Celsius, which I think Whew. is like minus 20 something Fahrenheit. So it gets, it yeah, gets cold. cold. So sitting, sitting in a tree stand for like eight, nine hours in that is not ideal. That's, that's when you're thankful for uh icebreaker Merino and, uh, and Sitka gear. Yeah. Is it, I mean, do you do anything special to stay warm in that kind of weather? Uh, base, basically it's, it's in the layers that you wear, right? So I, yeah. I, where merino wool walking in and then once i get so i don't sweat up and then once i get to the tree stand it's uh 
it's bundled up with uh, uh, like uh, Sitka's Primaloft layers. So yeah. like uh, you got the Celsius shacket and stuff like that. And then the Fanatic bibs and Fanatic jacket. Uh, put that on and make sure you're uh, got a good toque on, face mask, and then I wear mitts. And you know those little, there's those little hot hand pocket oh, things. Oh yeah, I was just, I was gonna say that. I put Absolutely. those. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. I put those in mitts, and then I've got uh, I think it's Thermacell brand or whatever, but they're the heated insoles. So I put those in my boots, yep. and I turn it on low until I can feel my toes, and then I turn it off and save the battery. And then when I can't feel my toes for a really long time, then I turn it on till I can feel them again, and that usually lasts me for almost a full day and then the That's last awesome. couple hours you just sort of suffer through it yeah it's not like <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll go out and i don't know if you guys have costco up there big wholesale yeah. you know type of thing yeah. but um we will always go out and we'll get a huge box <laughs> of the hand warmers yeah. and they also had the foot yeah. warmers the foot warmers like they the hand warmers last about eight hours yeah. the foot warmers they're okay i think yeah. it depends on what I, I put them on the bottom of my feet yeah. i put them on the top of my feet i like them better on yeah. top of my feet uh, but they'll only last about like four hours yeah. really and warm. But, right. uh, yeah, that's, it's well, but, and, Mr. Buddy heater. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's <laughs> hunting in about, uh, I don't know, 40 degree Fahrenheit. Yeah. Fahrenheit. <laughs> so you guys be popsicles up here. <laughs> yeah. 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 We would. Although our, our, our deer hunting season this year was so crazy. It was. No, it like, was. It, it was snowing the whole time. We, we had what? About six inches, six inches of snow fall to one day. night. Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. Mm. And, uh, but that's, I mean, I, I do a lot of ground blind hunting too, which is a lot easier because, yeah. like Jamie was saying, we'll just stick a buddy heater in there, and you know you can kind of chill for the most part. But I couldn't imagine right. up in the in in a uh, tree stand in negative twenty. That's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, we had negative twenty cool. here this winter, yeah. and uh, I remember the I whole work, world shut down. I work in a city. Yeah, yeah I work like <laughs> downtown much. a city, like wind bouncing off of buildings and all that stuff. And uh, I couldn't stand it for like a block. Like I went a block, and I'm like, yeah, I'm out. I'm good. So. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to you, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it gets so, cold. All right. So we have to, so we do this little, uh, these interview, funny little question things, um, on our podcasts Uh-oh. and, uh, we got to run su- through some of these with you. Um, so I don't know if you're ready or not, but you know, take a, take a sip of your water and, uh, you know, we're going to get started here. I'm going to start off a little bit slow. Um, but oh we're going to get, we're going to get really, really serious in a minute. So not, really, I'm ready. Not really, but, um, bring it. What's your favorite? What's what is your favorite animal to hunt? Moose. Favorite food? Steak and potatoes. Toilet paper. Does it go over or under? Over. No, over. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. What did you have for breakfast? A bagel. Tell us and a fact. Coffee. Tim Hortons coffee. Oh, Tim. Ah, yeah. Yeah. You had to go to oh, Tim yeah, Hortons. Timmy Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tell, us a, tell us a fact about you that nobody else knows. I'm colorblind. What is the best type of cheese? Marble cheddar. If you had $2,000, how would you double it in 24 hours? Well, I definitely wouldn't give it to my wife. <laughs> we'll take that answer. <laughs> you saved the two thousand instead. Yeah. <laughs> Room, desk, or car? Which do you clean first? Room. Do you consider a hot dog? Sorry, I tried to say that with a Canadian accent. A hot dog, a, a sandwich. Do I consider that a sandwich? Yeah. No. It's between two pieces of bread. I mean, Stop. Yeah. yeah, he's right. Yeah. Leave him alone. 
If uh, still ain't eating that. Any any if you could pick any superpower, what would it be? Oh gee, flying would be pretty cool. Is that a superpower? That is. Or, a superpower. It's going to be a superpower yeah, today. No, it is. It is. Um, if you could pick. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I read that one wrong. How, who is your favorite Spice Girl? That's a completely different question. I just switched it. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand the question. <laughs> who, 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 do, do, do you know uh, who the Spice is, Girls are? What were they? Sport, sporty? Sporty, sporty Spice? There I don't you go. Sporty. Yeah, you're like, just we'll sporty. I, get it. I get it. All right. If somebody wrote your biography, if somebody wrote a biography about you, what would the title be? Oh, man. And that's not it. Uh, that's not gee. it? Okay. Got it. Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't even know. I can't even answer that one. We're gonna have to jump over that. The guy who takes pictures. If you were a salad, That's what kind it. of if you were a salad, what kind of dressing would you be? Uh creamy poppy seed. Mm. Rate yourself on a scale of one to ten as to how weird you are. I never heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> would you and we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do two more here. Okay. Um would you build a wall? Hmm. He's not American. I know. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> if it kept you I guys, mean, you have two no, choices. He's going to build a wall he's to like keep us out in the U.S. Those Americans. <laughs> I don't want them coming north. So I'm going to build a wall to so keep you guys out. Yeah, there, you guys there you go. And uh, are your parents just completely disappointed with your career aspirations? Are my parents completely disappointed? Absolutely not. <laughs> Very good answer. Very good answer. So... Awesome, Craig. Well, we appreciate you having you on here, man. We got to have you yes. back. It's been a lot of fun. So, we'll uh, we'll get you back on. Yes, we got to yeah. hear about what's coming up this year. Um, we got to get we got to hear about how the, how last year went. We didn't really talk about even last true, year and how your season that. went. So, um, we'll get you back on here soon. But we appreciate you showing up tonight. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right, we'll see you later. We'll Bye. see you next. Thanks so much for listening to the Bow Hunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bow Hunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.